Been a busy time for the stewards and chairman of stewards for Racing New South Wales, Steve Ralton, he joins us on a Monday morning Boxing Day races. G'day, Steve. G'day, Richard. How are you? Busy. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. Busy enough weekend. And anything of, I suppose, anything of note out of Saturday? Looked a good day of racing all around. No, it was um, it was quite a good day of racing. It was fairly uh, fairly quiet day in the uh, inquiry room, so uh, that was uh, that was uh, a good part of the day. But no, the racing was very competitive, and uh, we head to another good uh, competitive meeting today. What can you tell us uh, out of your recent reports uh, of some of these horses figured? Um, race two, number six. Uh, where do you get it? Uh, on debut, uh, jumped from the outside barrier, began awkwardly so it was taken back to the tail of the field and then was held up for um for a run rounding a turn and couldn't improve and once it did uh, get into the clear and the straight it closed off very well so i thought it was worth mentioning richard and uh, the only other one i have today is um race three number eight ramones started odds on at um wyong over a thousand meters last start from an awkward gate um began awkwardly and then was Planted four wide, and um, Tyler Schiller was not able to do much about it. He had a lot of speed underneath him, and he couldn't go back and just had to take his medicine and sit four wide. So the horse um, did have to work very hard and was forced uh, even wider still on the home turn. Good on you, Steve. Nice report there, and, uh, yeah, good luck at the races today. It's on again, Ramwick for Boxing Day. Many thanks. Uh, Thanks, Richard. Good man, Steve Ralton, Chairman of Stewards, and their thoughts on the day. Let's welcome in the panel for uh, a look at Ramwick today. Good program, uh, as always. I mean, what are their, uh, I suppose, in effect, public holiday money, $60,000 races. Ray Thomas, welcome back. Keen to, keen to get stuck in and hear your thoughts on uh, on this meeting today. Yeah, it is good prize money, isn't it, Rich? And uh, let's hope we can find a few winners. Massive crowd expected this afternoon at Ranwick and uh, we're looking forward to this Boxing Day meeting. He spent most of Christmas Day doing the form, I suspect, Anthony Manton. Good morning, mate. Hello, Hello Anthony. What's happening? I'm here, mate, if you can hear me, Hamzy. Gotcha, gotcha now. Yeah, spent most of yesterday doing the form, quick bite to eat, but looking forward to diving into it today. With all the tab prices, on the back up from Christmas Day, where you know, would have been hosting his grandfather for the first time, is Glenn Munsey. Hello, Muns. Yes, good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to Ray, Anthony and all of the listeners. Yes, a bit of a history uh, day yesterday in the, the Munsey compound. Four generations of uh, the Munsey uh, family in the one area, for the, yeah, this household anyway, for the first time. So pretty special. Uh, they left me in charge of hydration for the day and I can tell you, <laughs> everyone was very, very well hydrated. No cramping up and no salt tablets needed at the end of the day. Very good. Guys, before we jump in here, I might um, talk about uh, briefly the two-year-old race on the weekend. Of course, we saw... On Saturday, Emperor of Japan and uh, Fire Lane, maybe a little upset. And, of course, uh, Platinum Jubilee, so good. Ray, what did you take out of the, out of the babies there? Uh, I think all three were excellent. Maybe we have underestimated Fire Lane. I know she got the lovely run, but she's a tough filly. She's done it twice in three starts now. So if she draws a barrier, she'll be competitive in the magic means. But I think certainly there's a lot of upside for Platinum Jubilee and Empire of Japan. The filly was going to win all the way into the last couple of bounds, Platinum Jubilee, and she'll bounce off that and be better again. The Tempo boys mightn't quite have served Empire of Japan, but he was finishing strongly late, and we know Team Snowden are great grand final trainers, so come Magic Me and Stay, that cult will be right. But I, I think, Rich, that might be the, the right form going into the Magic Me and those three. Yeah, good horses. Anthony, what did you make of the two-year-olds? Yeah, I tend to agree. Ray summed it up pretty well there. The first three across the line, there was only half a length between them. Fire Lane had the right run, leaders back, and a little fitness advantage on the other two that were first up. But I don't think uh, the other two will lose too many admirers. Uh, Platinum Jubilee or Empire of Japan in particular, he'll strip a lot fitter for that run. And perhaps didn't have it run to suit, but they were all very good. Muns, as far as betting goes, was it Empire of Japan that they, that they liked? Or the Philly? What was, um, what was the consensus late in the piece with the tab there? Uh, well, Richard, um, it was a race where um, they were both, I wouldn't say dramatically easy. I think they were quite happy to lay the two picks and just looking for the old-fashioned split. And they got it with Fire Lane there. We said on Saturday that it would alter the Magic Millions market. 
Well, it altered it, uh, not to a, a massive extent uh, at the top of the market anyway, uh, because we've got uh, uh, Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee, $6 equal favourites now. Now, prior to the race, we had uh, Empire of Japan was a $5 chance and Platinum Jubilee was a $6 chance. So the only change there is uh, Empire of Japan got out uh, a fraction. Uh, the biggest firm out of the race was Fire Lane, as you would expect, being a winner. Uh, it was a $26 chance prior to the race there. It's uh, into an $11 pop. Uh, they were the sort of the three horses that were going to uh, change the market there. But, of course, also was uh, the market was affected by the running of the BJ McLaughlin at uh, uh, Brisbane, where the novelist who'd come off the Kembla win and managed to win again, it's now an $8 second favourite for the Magic Millions. It's uh, just in front of Empress of Wonder. Uh, who we haven't seen it since the Callaway Gal. So we've got a guide on the, the Brisbane form there. It's a $9 chance. Fire Lane joins Miss Cooter. Now, she was uh, beaten favourite by the novelist on Saturday, and she drifted out to an $11 chance and joins Sovereign Fund, who, of course, is the winner of the Wyong Magic Millions there as an $11 pop. Uh, Excel Dor, who ran on well in the novelist race, and Godfather, who we saw on Saturday, both $15 chances. Godzilla, another one for the uh, Snowdens there, who ran on Big very, run. very well mm. in the two-year-old in Brisbane. It's a $15 chance. And Skirt the Law, Snapback, Summer Loving, and Sun Source, all at $15. So those uh, Magic Millions markets, of course, three weeks away from the Magic Millions as of last Saturday. So they'll be affected uh, by everything. Uh, Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee wouldn't think they'd have another run. Uh, Empire of Japan, he just didn't pick up as quickly uh, as he did in his first start. I know that was his first start on a firm track, and we got upgraded to a good three on Saturday. Platinum Jubilee, of course, ridden in a different manner than he was, uh, uh, she was at her first start going forward in that race there. Fire Lane, well, we saw in the first half of the program those horses that saddled behind the lead on the fence uh, all got home. Uh, there, so Fire Lane had the race experience and also the fitness edge over both Empire of Japan and Platinum Jubilee. Um, when they all these horses, of course, stretch out to 1200 metres, it could be a completely different story. But uh, I thought Godzilla was very good in Brisbane, um, having its first start there, and uh, may not have got enough prize money to get it into the Magic Means. It might have to have another start. And typically, in the last few years, the Saturday. Uh, prior to Magic Millions Day, which is Wave Day, of course, at the Gold Coast, uh, has provided a very, very good form line going into the Millions. And uh, Annabelle, uh, not keen to run Empress of um, her filly, Empress of Wonder, before the race, hoping to, to, to get in there, and that'll be her next start in the Magic Millions if she does have enough money to be uh, to be in that race. Let's, uh, let's try and find some winners here for Boxing Day Racing at Ramwick. Eight races to get through here, gents. Let's dive in. Muns, the market, please. For race one on the day, at 25 minutes to two is the first race. The Drinkwise Plate, set weight maiden uh, for the three-year-olds and upwards over the mile. Yes, and isn't it great to go there today? And there's only be eight races and a preview at midday. Ho, ho. Which it happened every week. Uh, righto, let's have a look at this uh, first here. We've got Burns to Embrace as a $9.50 chance. Hillbilly Pickin at $41. Uh, more Victorious, Jay Forge, your rider there, at $3.80. We've got Passionate Rebel is out. Uh, uh, I'll go with Extra Eves. Uh, probably wrong anyway, but... Uh, or Extra Revs, sorry. Extra it, Revs yeah. it is, with yeah. a lugging bit on as a $14 chance. Stand Guard is at $15. Skylon, now James Ormond's answered the call. Ben Mellum not riding today. Of course, he was down here on Saturday, but uh, he's uh, re he's aggravated an old injury, so he won't be riding today. And uh, James Ormond stepping up to the breach with the majority of his rides today and takes the ride here on Skylon, who is a $13 chance. So much Moser with the winkers on at $81. Kenichi is a $21 chance. Pioneer Lass at $10. Maritima, our favourite, at $2.40. Shaday is out. The deduction there, two cents a win and one cent the place. Kingston Charm is an $18 chance. And Newsletter is a $34 pop. Uh, the other deduction there for Passionate Rebel, 10 cents a win and 10 cents a place. Best supported runner here is Maritima. If you go all the way back to the first markets posted on the race, which I think was last Thursday, 
uh, went of a $3 chance, has been $2.40 this morning and unchanged, has around about six times the amount of money on a more victorious, and third pick is uh, extra revs. Most of the speed is drawn out wide here, boys, are more victorious and probably Hillbilly Pickin will come across. I think Skyline will punch up from its inside gate. Pioneer Lass might lob into the 1-1. Maritima, hopefully she settles in the front half of the field. Anthony, within striking distance of these leaders. Yeah, I'd like to see her in the first half of the field for sure, Ray. If you go back three starts ago, she settled... Uh, just off the speed at Canterbury. So she is capable of taking advantage of that draw. And if they do, with a lack of speed on paper, I think she's certainly the horse to beat. Uh, she got held up last start at Canterbury on the home turn and had to weave her run down the home straight. But her best work was late. She's screaming to win a race, gets to the big track. And on ratings, she's well clear of this lot. So she does get her chance to win. Emor Victorious, lead controlled, was joined at the top of the straight and fought it out bravely at Hawkesbury. It'll roll across, give a good sight. Five extra revs has had a couple of runs back from a spill. Touch unlucky at Canberra. This is tougher, but does look like he's uh, screaming out for a mile, which he gets on number one, Burns, to embrace. Wasn't too far off them at Kembla behind Master Copy, and that horse has since won again. So confirm form lines for him but uh, 11 Maritima she's screaming to win a race and on rating she's well clear of this lot so I'll lean her way 11 3 5 and 1 yeah, on the same page here, Anthony, I'm with Maritima for all those reasons that you've mentioned. She's had six starts, five city placings, and that last start run at Canterbury was a really solid effort. She goes into this rock-hard fit, the Rand McMile suit, just needs luck in running. She should get it, and 11 Maritima clearly on top. I like the five extra revs as a horse to follow, Anthony. I thought there was merit in that run at Canberra. He... Just got held up um, to getting a run. The top of the straight had to ease to the outside, but his last 100, 150 metres in particular was really good. He hit the line strongly. He'll enjoy the Randwick Mile. Lightly raced three-year-old on the rise. A more victorious, two starts, two seconds. Races on speed will make his own luck. And number nine, Kenichi, comes out of the same camber race that Extra Revs ran in. I didn't mind his work late along the inside, and I think on a bigger track here and more galloping room, he'll run well. But 11 Maritima clearly on top in the first. 11-5, 3-9. Taking a look at uh, Darren Fundell's numbers for this first of the day. Number number three, uh, more victorious to beat 11 Maritima. Puss number one, Burns to embrace him for third and five extra revs. So race one for Darren Flindell is 3-11-1 and 5. Darren will be with us for behind the gates and Anthony back if he's uh, not on air, I think he will be. So he'll join us uh, for Behind the Gates after 10 o'clock. Let's jump on to race number two at Ramwick today. At 10 minutes past two, we'll have the Vinery Yearlings handicap here. A, another maiden here and over the 1,400 metres muns for the three-year-olds. Yeah, we start with a scratching in Frosby. So the deduction there, three cents a win and three cents a place. Pharaoh Magic is a $12 chance. Swayzev is at $6. The Englishman is out, 10 cents a win and 10 cents a place. Beauty Crusade is an $18 pop. Where do you get it? Of course, that was the catch cry of one of Singo's most famous ad campaigns uh, many, many years ago. Scratch from Newcastle today, it's a $6.50 chance. As var James Orman, your rider there, at $5.50. Country Blues with the blinkers on at $11. Morell is a $3.20 chance, and that price makes it favourite. Preferral at $21. Raybear Nietzsche is at $41. Sky's Legacy is out. One cent to win, nothing to place. Gleefully out. I think it runs at Newcastle. No, no deduction for it. Pink Baroque is at $15. Bridget Wenlock at $51. Sizzler is an $18 pop and a more victorious who is scratched here. Runs in the first. The deduction for it, four cents a win and five cents a place. Most popular runner here is Morell. Many people thought it was exactly that on the Kenzo first up when it was beaten as an odds-on favourite. Uh, 3.30 into 3.20 already this morning. Has just uh, under doubled the investment of that of Swayzif, uh, who's been 6.50 into 5.50 this morning. And third pick would be now with the Englishman out. That title would go to Pharaoh Magic. 
bit of the speeds come out of this race, Anthony, with the top weight Frosby and the Englishman scratched. I think Country Blues just crosses and leads and probably dictates out in front. Uh, look, maybe Pharaoh's, uh, Pharaoh Magic from the inside gate can just settle on speed. Suasive may go forward and Morel also should be settling into a stalking position. But I think Country Blues gets control now, Anthony. Yeah, I saw it the same way, Ray, and I'm keen to have a bet here on Morel. She was a dollar ninety-five favourite first up, and we're getting well three twenty at the moment. So I think she's a really good bet, and I expect her to firm. She was terrific first up. She went into that thirteen hundred metre run with one nine hundred metre barrier trial, and she drew wide. She drew nine of ten, and she had to work a little bit early to get up outside the leader. And she just did not shirk the task at all. She really went down fighting. She'll certainly strip a lot fitter for that run. Steps to 1,400. And if you go back and look at her form, first up run at Kensington behind Marcellate and a lot more love, both those two horses' estates performed now. So it reads really good. And I think we're getting a good price second up. She'll be much fitter and much better for that first up performance. Number seven, Asva in for second. Uh, this has had no luck this time in. Went to the line hard, held first up at Canterbury and then drew a wide gate last start and had to go back and come round and was probably beaten by the gate. So it's screaming to win a race. I like this number three, Suasive. There's something about him. He was excellent on the Beaumont track at his most recent run. Uh, he over-raced a little bit through the middle stages. He was allowed to stride into the race on the home turn wide and then he, he wanted to lay in, but he just kept coming down the home straight. So he's, uh, he's certainly got a chance here. Well, number six, where do you get it? Was really good through the line. First up at Hawkesbury, over 1,300 metres. Looks like the extra trip will suit, and um, it'll be strong. He'll be running on hard at the end. But nine, I thought she was a, almost a, a good thing. I'm going to make her one of the best of the day. Number nine, Morell on top to beat seven, three, and six. Yeah, I've gone with Pharaoh Magic here, Anthony, but I can see where you're coming from with Morell. I think they're the two here. I just like Pharaoh Magic at the odds. About $12, Glenn mentioned earlier. I really liked his run at Hawkesbury on debut. He settled uh, fourth early, made his run in the straight, did a few things wrong, but when he balanced up in the last 100, 150 metres, he really attacked the line. He's going to enjoy 1,400 metres, particularly on a bigger track. I think he'll be able to settle on speed, um, probably just stalking country blues. He'll be in the right spot. And on, on the evidence of what he showed at Hawkesbury, I think he'll really enjoy getting to 1,400. At the odds, two Pharaoh Magic on top, but no knock on nine Morel for all the reasons that Anthony mentioned. Uh, this looks a lovely race for Morel. And um, being by Savabil, she'll also appreciate the extra trip here. She's certainly in the mix. I thought the 10 preferral was one to watch. There was... A little bit to like about his um, closing effort out wide there at Kemba at its second start. Another horse is bred to get out over further, so 1,400 metres ideal. And six, where do you get it? Um, we heard earlier from Steve Ralton, the chief steward, the, he had no luck on debut and really hit the line there at Hawkesbury, so he's one to watch. Two Pharaoh Magic each way in the second, two, nine, ten and six. Number nine, Morell on top for Darren Flindell. Nine to beat six, where do you get it? Push number three, Swayze in for third. Number two, Faro Magic for fourth. So nine, six, three and two, Darren Flindell's numbers for race two. Let's go to race three at Ramwick today, Boxing Day Racing. And Munn's third race of the day is the Rambit Plate. Maiden set weights, three-year-olds. We're going over the 1,200 metres. Yes, uh, I'll get back onto it now. Uh, we start with Blue Canasta here. Now, the barrier blanket goes on. It's back as a gelding, and they've taken the visor off, and it's a $51 chance. A Deep Fury, a $12 chance. Good Once is an $8 chance. Himalayism, James Orman, your rider there, $3.30 and favourite. Uh, Hurricane Vaux is at $19. Our Ruben Star is a $51 chance. Pure Hydrogen at $23. Ramones is a $5 chance. West Cork is out. He's still looking to make his debut. That's about the fifth race he's been in, I think. West Cork, no deduction for him. Orinco at $19. Coriolis is at $6. We've got Double Scoop as a $19 chance. Graceful forces out three cents a win and four cents a place. Memphis Sky at $81. Serene Nick at $34. Zizette at $19. Mills, now with the blinkers on and Regan Bayless, your rider there, 
Mills is an $18 chance and scratched the bottom three. Vancouver's crown, no deduction. Pharaoh's magic, three cents a win and six cents a place, runs in the previous race. And Robert Nietzsche, who runs in an earlier race as well, uh, two cents a win and nothing to place for it. Not the busiest betting race of the day by any stretch of the imagination here. A maiden, set weight maiden, over 1,200 metres. Most popular runner at this stage is actually Deep Fury. Uh, now, it's um, $12 unchanged this morning, uh, but is most popular run. Only a breath in front of Himalayism, who's 3.20 out to 3.30 this morning. Third pick would be Ramones, and it's 5.50 to $5 this morning, and most popular runner today. So they're your top three, and uh, they're a fair way ahead of the rest. I think Ramones can zoom across here, probably lead or at least maybe settle outside. Good once he'll kick up and hold a front-running position. I think Deep Fury gets run-of-the-race stuff. Um, some tough decisions early for the riders of uh, Coriolis and Himalayism who are drawn out wide, but good tempo here, I think, Anthony. Himal uh, good once and Ramones probably disputing the early lead. Yeah, and Memphis Sky showed very good speed in the trial as well. I found this race really tricky because a few of the key chances were drawn really wide, so I went just looking for some value. I landed on number five. I could be way off the mark here. Hurricane Evo, it's first started by Rubik. He's had three trials, but they gelded him prior to his most recent trial at Rose Hill. He sat back. I thought he closed off really well. The format of the trial has stacked up quite good. Um, step aside, won the trial and was, was narrowly beaten at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. This particular horse finished alongside Cadetship, who won at Newcastle last week. And just like the way he worked through the line, he'll probably be in the right spot on what's a good tempo. And I'll just have something on him each way. As I said, I could be right off the mark, but with a few of the better chances drawn off the track, I, I was just happy to spec him each way. Three good once. This has been terrific in three runs this time round. Uh, fought it out down the home straight behind Moorestown. They ran fast time for the last 600. He's screaming to win a race. Number four, Himalayism, emerged as the winner there at Canterbury. I thought he was going to run all over the top of Glint of Silver, and then he, he had a little think about it, and he just couldn't quite get past him. Got a wide gate. He'll need a bit of luck. Well, number 11, Coriolis, was excellent first up from the break. Uh, that was at Wyong. They came home fast time. It was better than the 64 on the same day, same trip. So it was a strong race, but... Drawn barrier number 20 in the original draw will come in a few after scratchings. Another one that needs luck. So I'll spec the five each way to beat three, four and 11. Tough race. Yeah, I've gone the eight Ramones here, Anthony. I know he was beaten as an odds-on favourite when he resumed at Wyong, but you've just got to put a line through that run. He drew wide. He was never on the track. And when you're trapped deep around the Wyong 1,000, you might as well, it's curtains, isn't it? And he just had none. He was resuming that day back in the winter, three successive city seconds at his only three starts. He's got good early speed. I think they'll ride him with intent, get him up outside leader, or even possibly going to the front. And I think eight Ramones... Definitely worth a, another chance at around about $5, Glenn mentioned earlier. Uh, two Deep Fury, I think, is going to get the run of the race here, and um, he'll be hard to beat that last start effort in the Glintus Silver race when he didn't have a lot of gallop room on the inside, suggested he's close to a win. Himalayism, I, I agree with what you said, looked certain to win there at, at Canterbury. Uh, just peaked on his run. He'd probably be fitter here, but where he gets to from the wide barrier is the concern. And three good ones racing well, obviously, as uh, Anthony pointed out, should be thereabouts again. I've gone eight Ramones each way, eight, two, four, and three in the third. Looking at Darren's numbers here, race three, he is with number 11, Coriolis, to beat number eight Ramones. Puts three good ones in for third and two deep fury. So Darren's numbers race three, 11, eight, three, and four. Let's get on to race four at Ramwick today. Ray Thomas, Anthony Manton, and Munns having a look at this uh, this program on Boxing Day. Good to have your company. And race four, Munns, the Furphy Handicap here. Some sharp types, benchmark 72,000 metres. Yeah, certainly look as though they're going to hoon along in this, don't they, uh, for... 
uh, race number four, and uh, our first runner is Delexo. Now, has a barrier extension on today, which I think is significant because he hasn't really got out of the barriers his last uh, few runs here. Uh, previous campaigns, he was travelling up on speed. Hasn't been able to muster a great deal of speed being slow away lately, so uh, he's like me. He needs an extension. Uh, it's at $5.50 chance. Van Giz, of course, she is in foal. Uh, she's a $3.20 favourite. Saprina at $6. Zane's Girl is a $5 chance. Feel the Night at $6.50. Flora at 16 Pindara's Dream is a $13 chance. Elise with a lugging bit on at $81. Chow Yuno at $71. No More Chicken. Uh, Mo More Chicken. No, not No More Chicken. Mo More Chicken. Because uh, the uh, Neil Osborne there can, combining Uncle Mo and I'm No Chicken at the breeding there as a, a $13 chance. And G'day Poopsie won't be there and no deduction taken for it. Well, very, very quiet, the betting here. Van Giz is most popular runner. Well, G'day Poopsie was a, um, well, it was $81, so there's no great effect on the market there. But went up 370 Van Giz was 350 330 320 so that's been the firm's over the days and is exactly half the investment on the race. Only one other runner at this stage gets to four figures, and that's Field the Knight, who went up as much as $8. Yeah, they will hum along here, won't they, boys? As, uh, as Glenn said, Delexo's been missing the start all three runs this prep, but if he can jump cleanly with that gear change and race more to his old pattern, he could hold the rail and lead here. Saprina will certainly go forward and settle right on speed. Flora will be up there. Uh, Mo more chicken handy. Fill the night, let it wogger last start. Anthony, I'm sure, will look to take a sip, but they'll certainly run along here. Yeah, they will. I've got Saprina leading, and she might get a bit of competition for the lead. I think if she leads and they kind of half leave her alone and not pester her like they did last start at Warwick Farm when she got taken on in front and she just mm. carved up, if they leave her alone, I think she's the horse to beat because she's very reliable. She'll be in front, and she'll give a good sight. I'll put her on top, three to beat, two, one, and five. For those reasons, she's racing really well. Forget last time, they took her on in front at Warwick Farm and she was carved up, but the form prior was excellent. And as I said, if they can leave her alone and just sort of sit half a length or a length off her and she's not pestered in the lead, that'll take her a fair way to giving a good kick and winning this race. I'll lean her way from two Van Giz, second up from the break. Began really well first up and they dragged it right back to last. It was a very good finish. Second up's got a decent record. Top three, three of five. So she'll be finishing off hard. Number one, Delexo, well, just hasn't been jumping, as Glenn said, this all preparation. It's been awful out of the gates, but they did send it back to the trials. It jumped much better and was given a quiet hit out. So if it jumps with them, class-wise, certainly capable of winning despite the weight. And number five, Field the Night. Forget his run last start at uh, Wagri. Worked too hard. That was 12. He's better suited back to the 1,000 metres. He just hasn't won for such a long time. It's near three years since he's won a race, but he'll get every chance today from an inside draw and the claim. I'll lean three's way, three, two, one, and five. I hope it is Phil the Knight's day-to-day, Anthony. I've gone his way on top, Phil the Knight, as we mentioned earlier, left in front at Woggle, raced too hard and uh, tired late, but... Today's race, the setup is perfect for him. He gets his chance to break through his form. Uh, this campaign has been pretty good off a long break. So if things go his way, and as I said, the race setup is ideal here. Zach Lloyd's claim gets in well at the weights. He's used to carrying big weights, this horse. 53 and a half off a hot tempo. He'll be hitting the line. Five fill the night on top. From three, Saprina. I think her chances are... Um, depend on what Delexo does, Anthony, doesn't he? If Delexo mm. jumps and is up there with Saprina, it could be um, uh, could worry that mare out of the race. But she's going really well, Saprina, and this um, she'll be certainly thereabouts at the finish. Three, uh, um, it's second Saprina. Two, Van Giz. She's in foal to Wild Ruler, um, getting towards the end of her racing career. But good signs first up. She'll be charging home. And one Delexo, if he finds his old form, we know he can run time if he if he can jump and put himself in the contest game on for Delexo's connections five fill the night on top in race four five three two and one two here for for Darren number two Van Giz to beat three Saprina five fill the night and four Zane's girl two three five and four for Darren in race number four can't wait to get on the course before you do get into Drummond Golf for our biggest ever Boxing Day sale 
with huge savings like Triumph Voyager plus Black Buggy, just 198 Pick up a Callaway Maverick Driver for just 459 or a 12-pack of tailor-made V-Balls. Munza gets through a few of those. Just $19.95. Get a minimum 20% off all apparel, and there are more savings in-store or online. So don't miss our biggest ever Boxing Day sale on now at Drummond Golf. This is Racing HQ, Boxing Day Racing. We'll take a break and come back with a look at races 5 through 8 at Randwick. Wherever you are in New South Wales, Sky Sports Radio's there too. On Albury 99.3 FM, Mudgee 90.9 FM, Warren 87.6 FM and Canberra 1008 AM. Lano, what's in the box? That's a new 75-inch TV, Mum. No, that box. That's an espresso coffee machine. No, not that one. Mum, there are so many boxes. It's our biggest Bingley Boxing Day sale ever. Boxing, get it? No. There's more top brands, more latest models, more great deals store-wide. From kitchen and laundry, TVs and tech, health and fitness. Yes, it's really big. But what's in the box you're holding? That's my lunch. That's really big too. The Bingley Boxing Day sale, on now. Bingley, better living every day. Can't wait to get on the course? Before you do, get into Drummond Golf for our biggest ever Boxing Day sale. With huge savings like a Triumph Voyager Plus Black Buggy, just 198 Pick up a Callaway Maverick Driver for just 459 12-pack of tailor-made V3 balls, just 19.95. Get a minimum 20% off all apparel. And there are more savings in-store and online. So don't miss our biggest ever Boxing Day sale. On now at Drummond Golf. January 2023 will see that Samworth Harness Racing Club states the 39th running of its signature multi-quick golden guitar series. Ten days of exciting pacing action culminates in the Carnival of Cups meet on Friday, January 20 at Tamworth Harness Racing Club's Golden Guitar Paceway. Light it up this new year. Enjoy twilight racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus kids' entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Night Racing, January 1, Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Don't forget, after 9 o'clock, Mark Hunter and Dean Lester, they've done the form for Sandown today. They'll join us. Uh, given the latest start, Muns may even hang around and do a few prices with us, which would be lovely for a big day racing from Sandown. Mark Hunter's value bet got up at good odds on the weekend, so Mark's seen them well at a big price. Let's focus on uh, the remainder of the Ramic program, though, and Muns, race five, the microphone yearlings handicaps. It seems like yesterday the big fellow was racing. Benchmark 72 for the girls here over 1,400 metres. Yes, microphone test one, two. It's off to the slipper for you. Uh, of course, the uh, Darren Flindell-ism there when uh, used in the ad for microphone, uh, if you haven't heard it already here on Sky Sports Radio. But uh, Grace's Secret is our first runner here, James Orman, the new rider, and it is, or she is, a $31 chance. Royal Merchant, $2.10 and favourite, another favourite for Jason Collett, who's favourite in the Jockey's Challenge. Irish Kisses, Tyler Schiller to ride here at $23. Donetta is a scratching two cents a win and nothing the place. Kimberly Rain is out, no deduction for it. Black on Beauty at $7. Oh golly gosh is a $16 chance. Sophia's Magic with a lugging bit on and a tongue tie on at $21. A Rail is a $7.50 chance. Siren Star is out, two cents a win and one cent the place. The Lady Luck at 12 Hell of a Dancer is a $7 chance. Ellen Mack at 18 an enduring night at $61. Pretty quiet away from the money for Royal Merchant here. Uh, went up a $2.30 chance. The scratchings here. Donetta was 34 Kimberly Rain was 51 and Siren Star was 21 So no great effect on the market there. Went up a $2 chance this morning. A quarter of the total investment has come for it today and they've pushed it out to $2.10. Uh, six times as popular as Hell of a Dancer. Uh, who is $7 steady today. And third pick, one out of the market here, albeit it's not savage, is Oh Golly Gosh, who's been 18 into 16 so far this morning.
Plenty of speed drawn out wide here. Anthony's a Lady Luck and Black on Beauty probably slide across together and take up the running. Hell of a dancer. Dylan Gibbons has got some decisions to make earlier to try and find a spot. I think a rail and oh golly gosh will kick up the favourite Royal Merchant. Just might get the right run tucked in behind that good solid up front tempo. Yeah, she looks to find the right spot, doesn't she, Royal Merchant? I'm with her two to beat 12, 6 and 8. She's Airborne, this preparation gap them first up at Canterbury and then back that up, winning at Kenzo last start. Looked as though she was probably going to run second halfway down the straight, but she really knuckled down and she nailed King of Naples right where it counted on the line. They ran fast time. Overall, it was faster than the benchmark 72 and last 600 was just a tick outside of Gundy Bridge, same distance, same day, and Gundy Bridge destroyed them at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. So time-wise, she's doing it on the clock and visually she's winning very impressively. I've got to lean her way. Two Royal Merchant on top from 12. Hell of a dancer. This was excellent first up from a break at Warwick Farm. Travelled wide, was entitled to uh, drop out and it didn't. Stuck on really well to run third. Got a little bit of a sticky gate to overcome again, but I'm convinced this has come back in good order. Uh, six Black on Beauty. Its first couple of runs were really good when it led at, uh, at Gosford and Canterbury. And then set outside the leader. Perhaps didn't get things to go her own way. And she just weakened a little bit last time. But on a previous efforts behind California Surreal and that Edna form, that reads really good. I'll give her another chance stepping to 1,400 metres. And next best is number eight, Sophia's Magic. I'll be keen to get your thoughts on whether you gave this a chance, Ray. First up, ex-Kiwi, seven weeks between runs. Very quiet trial recently at Rose Hill. And gets a good draw. So I'll uh, be watching it for sure. Two to beat, 12, six and eight. Yeah, interesting, Anthony. She does look value, Sophia's magic. I'm with you with Royal Merchant. Both her wins have been really impressive. As she said, she gapped them on at Canterbury first up, and I loved her desire to run down King of Naples at the Kenzo last start. And I think run-of-the-race stuff goes her way, and I just think she's the horse to beat again to Royal Merchant. I'm giving Nyan O'Reilly another chance. I know she was disappointing to the eye at Hawkesbury there, second up, but... Goes out to 1,400, which is this mare's best distance. And from the inside gate, she'll tuck in behind that sold-up front tempo and get every possible chance here. I think she'll bounce back and run a competitive race today. Uh, six black on beauty. We heard from Tom Charlton earlier. Their excuses last start. And going to 1,400, she might be able to just get a chance to relax here and potentially finish off. And in a similar vein, Anthony, is how you found Sophia's magic. I've, I've found Grace's secret in my numbers. Uh, look, I know or three Australian starts have been pretty hard to um, take any confidence out of but she's a stakes winner in New Zealand in the right stable she's obviously got ability um, down in class here I think she can run a much better race at odds but pretty keen on two Royal Merchant in race five two nine six and one Okay, looking at uh, Darren's numbers here in this fifth race on the day and Darren goes the two six 12 and 9, 2, 6, 12 and 9, 2, Royal Merchant, uh, to beat 6, Black on Beauty, 12, a hell of a dancer, and number 9, Aral in race number 5. Race 6, let's go to now, race 6 is the feature, it is the Shandon Summer Cup here, Munns Group 3, getting over the 2,000 metres, you can scratch number 10, Alias, but all the others to go around here. Yes, and our uh, first runner is Lions Roar, of course, coming through the Ingham. Uh, was uh, narrowly beaten there by its stablemate Kerwin's Lane. Ben Cohen, I think, still looking for his first win in Australia. But uh, Lions Roar today is a $7 chance. We've got Skylab at $4.80, and that makes it favourite. Burdebeck, Reese Jones, your rider now, and it is a $21 chance. Diamil at $6. Grand Slam, uh, Chad Schofield, a half kilo over at this stage at uh, $6.50. Bonnie Ezra at $9.50. Spirit Ridge is a $34 chance. Rebel Rama, Regan Bayless, a half kilo over at this stage at $31. Splendiferous at $23. Alias is a scratching. Five cents a win and six cents a place to deduction there. Parry Sound at $34. Fun Fact at $51. Military Mission is an $8.50 chance. And Global Osbred at $7.50. Uh, most popular runner, we go back to the toppy here in Lions Raw. It's got a little trim this morning, 750 into $7 and is most popular runner so far today. Second pick is Skylab, went up as much as $6 all the way back on Thursday or Friday. Third pick would be Grand Slam and fourth pick would be just Die Mill over Bonnie Ezra. 
Uh, we spoke to Bjorn Baker on Christmas Eve, boys, and if you remember, he said, fun fact today, I'll be ridden in his uh, more familiar style, which is lead at all costs. So watch for fun fact just to try and make this a genuinely run 2000. Rebel Rama and Global Ausbred. Military Mission also settle forward. Even Spirit Ridge likes to roll along. But fun fact, he'll set this up to be a solidly run 2000 metres, Anthony. Or even Splendiferous is another one that can go mm. forward. So good speed here, Ray. And this sets up perfectly for the back markers, in particular the two... Uh, out of the Ingham, uh, Lions, Roar and Skylab. There was very little between them. Olean Skylab's way, 2, 1, 6 and 4. Lions, Roar ran second. But I think Skylab with a clear path down the home straight arguably should have almost won the race. He just got held up at different stages. He was very good through the line and particularly after the post. He meets Lions, Roar one kilo better off for that run. And if you just look at his profile, this preparation, he was terrific in the Hunter finishing midfield. Similar run in the gong. He's screaming to win 2,000 metres, fourth up. This is his race. So leaning his way from one Lions Raw showed very good improvement last start when it got to the mile third up. Just missed in the Ingham. There's obviously not too much between them, but I do feel as though Skylab perhaps should have finished in front of him in the Ingham. I'll go number six for third, Bonnie Ezra. This was a terrific win two runs ago. Came from near enough to last to nail Dr. Drill. And then uh, good behind Torrens over the 2,400 last start. Comes back to the 2,000. Well, number four, Diamil also comes out of the Ingham and was hard in the market. It was just an okay run, but it was sort of boxed up near, down near the inside. And on previous efforts, can certainly bounce back here. Don't want to take him too lightly. Two, one, six, and four. Yeah, I'm with you with Skylab. Uh, he is um, desperate to win a race, this horse. All three runs, as Anthony said, have been excellent. His run in the Ingham was super. Just that tempo. It's, they're going to spread out here. He'll get the galloping room he needs. He'll get the look at them in the straight. He'll come charging home. Remember, he did run second at Group 1 level in a 2,000-metre Rose Hill Guineas last year. So he can run this trip right out. And two, Skylab, the one to beat in the Summer Cup. I thought 14 Global Osbred now drops a couple of kilos on his win in the December handicap on the 17th. Tough horse, um, in form, racing well. He'll, he'll be hard to beat here. No knock on one Lions Raw. Um, terrific in the Ingham, and he's working his way back to his best. He's a Group 1 winner. And also at number 6, Bonnie Ezra. Maybe found the 2,400 metres a touch too far for him last start, Anthony. Back to 2,000, though. Well suited. He'll be hard to beat here. Two Skylab, the horse to beat in the Summer Cup. 2, 14, 3 and 6. Darren Flindell agrees. Number two, Skylab to win the feature to beat one Lions Raw, six Bonnie Ezra, and four Dime Mill. Two, one, six, four for Darren in race six. On to race number seven we go today, Munns. This will be the Kiora Stud Handicap, benchmark 72, 1500 metres. Righto, in this uh, seventh event on the card, Richard. Uh... We start with a scratching in the Milky Bar Kid. Now, he was going to be in your behind-the-gates multi, and he's out, 16 cents a win and 13 cents a place. So first light is our first runner, James Orman, the rider there, and it's a $6 chance. Kirkby at $19. East Street, scratch from Saturday, runs here at $10. Rebel County ran on Saturday, so not running here, 7 cents a win and 8 cents a place. Above and beyond at 14, Duke of Gordon at 17. Field legend. Now, here we go. Back as a gelding. Uh, Winker's on. An offside bubble cheeker on. The lugging bit goes off and the blinkers come off. And Field Legend is an $8.50 chance. Baranov at $7. Bowery Breeze at 11 Nickelback is our favourite at $3.70. Miss Lenore at $6. And tip-top timing is a $71 chance. Well, Nickelback, most popular runner here, as much as $5, bet about it. That was with Rebel County in the race at $8.50, uh, but was a $3.70 chance this morning as remain unchanged. Of course, uh, Zach Lloyd coming off a treble, and he won the Jockeys Challenge on Saturday. Hope his uncle went easy on him yesterday at Christmas lunch, not ear-bashing him about how good these pool's looking. Um, second pick would be uh, actually Miss Lenore, uh, with one-fifth the amount of money on it, the Nickelback, and third pick would be East Street. 
what leads now, Anthony, with the Milky Bar kid coming out in Rebel County, of course, also scratch. Maybe Nickelback takes advantage of the inside gate and his lightweight under Zach Lloyd and holds the rail leads. Baron off does race in a forward position. Rock hard fit probably settles up on speed. Tip top timing comes across, but outside of those three, they, they, there's not much early speed in this contest. So uh, Nickelback, Baron off, and tip top timing can probably get this race run to suit here, Anthony. Yeah, there wasn't much speed with the Milky Bar kid in, and, and now with him out, there's there's very little. Yeah, maybe Nickelback from an inside gate. I don't think that horse has led in the past, but look, he shouldn't be too far off them. I'll lean his way. 11 to beat 2, 8, and 12. Uh, came up from Melbourne and ran a pretty good race behind an informed horse in High Blue Sea at Warwick Farm last time out. Carried 58 on that occasion. Drops 5.5 kilos from that. Gets an inside gate, so... Up and going, race fit, inform apprentice. I'll lean his way, number 11, Nickelback. To beat number two, first light. This looks like it's come back really well. It's first up from a four-month break, but it's had a couple of trials. I do note that it did get beat six lengths first up last preparation, but that trial behind Colino looked pretty sharp. He gets an inside gate, and I just think he's come back a, a much sharper horse this time around. I've got a big watch on him. Horse number eight, field legend, likewise. Another one that's first up, has had a couple of trials that gilded him. Uh, he ran third first up last preparation, so he is capable fresh. He gets a good draw. I can make a case for him to run well. And number 12, Miss Lenore, came from off the speed to win at Kemba. They ran good time to do it. She has to take that next step up, but she's capable and she's down in the weights and drawn reasonably. So I'll lean 11's way, nickel back, and hopefully he can, if not lead, not be too far off them. And down on the weights, he'll get his chance, won't he? 11 to beat 2, 8 and 12. Yeah, that's the key. Isn't it? He's got no weight after Zach Lloyd's claim, just 52 and a half, nickel back. And he'll be in a controlling position, whether he leads or just takes the sit. Either way, he's going to be right there up on the speed in what shouldn't be a, a frenetic tempo. And 11 nickel back gets his opportunity here off that good run that Anthony mentioned behind a nice horse in High Blue Sea last start at Warwick Farm. Uh, for E Street resuming, definitely one to watch. 12 Miss Lenore's race fit going walk also down in the weights and six above and beyond just had zero luck last. Uh, but can improve here but the tempo is the concern. 11 Nickelback on top. 11 4, 12 and 6 in race 7. Yeah, 11 for Darren as well here, Nickelback to beat. Number 7, Duke of Gordon, 4, E Street, and 9, Baranoff. It's 11, 7, 4, and 9 for Darren Flindell, race number 7. Eighth and last of the day we go to now. Munns, we finish off with the Arrowfield Group 1 Graduates Handicap here. Benchmark 64, three-year-olds upwards, 1,200 metres. Yeah, and our toppy here is Regal Pom resuming oh. today, and it is a $14 chance. What he goes is out the deduction there, two cents to win and one cent to place. Kahawati, uh, scratched earlier, runs here at $6. Lord Paramount is out, four cents to win and four cents to place. Vientiane at $7.50. Karati at $12. We've got Richon is a $4.80 chance. Uh, next runner is out, California Press, no deduction for it. Mission value, now blindfold goes on and it's back as a gelding. Tyler Schiller to ride here. Mission value is a $23 chance. Astrolith is a scratching, one cent the winner, nothing the place. Captain George is out, no deduction. DeFore runner with concussion plates on the front at $26. Sorry is a $15 chance. Compassionate Kathy O'Hara, a rider there at $8.50. Ponka is out, six cents a win and seven cents a place. Aaron Moore, James Orman, your rider there at 13. My Eloise is out, four cents a win and five cents a place. Lucky Variety out, no deduction. Euros out, two cents a win and nothing the place. Beer Palace, Jason Collett will be your rider there. Tyler Schiller was declared on both of Mark Nunes, but Jason Collett to ride Beer Palace who is a $4.40 favourite. Treasurer, Rachel King, at $31. Uh, most popular runner here is Richon for Peter Robel and Rory Hutchings. Uh, was a well-back favourite at Canterbury at his last run. Uh, it's the most popular runner. Second pick is Beer Palace. And significant that Beer Palace was the first horse backed uh, when this market went up, when it was posted a $7.50 chance, and at that stage was second emergency. The third pick would be Compassionate and then Vientiane. 
Yeah, plenty of speed here, boys. Kahawati probably crosses and leads. DeFore runner, Rich on, slide across, settle probably outside leader. Compassionate will kick up on the inside. Regal Pom, big weight, might try and hold its position, but they'll run along here, Anthony. Yeah, stack of speed, Ray, and uh, went looking for, for a back marker. When I first looked at this race, I thought, oh, here's a sneaky one down the bottom. Beard Palace, and the whole world's found it. Number 20 <laughs> on top, 20 to beat three, seven, and nine. Look, he was very impressive winning on debut, albeit in a four-horse field at uh, at Newcastle, but I mean, it was basically a barrier trial. He sat back, circled them, and won very impressively. And then he didn't have things go his way at Hawkesbury. They'd spelled him. He's had two very good trials at Canterbury and Rose Hill. I mean, last start at Rose Hill in his trial, he closed off behind King of Sparta, who came out and won a stakes race on the weekend. The time was fast, so sort of thought I might have found him, but then uh, the whole world did. So I'm with him, 20 Beer Palace, and he'll get the race run to suit because he's a back marker and there's so much speed here. So you can see him finishing very hard here. Kaha Wadi, well, she's in terrific form, having won three of her four runs this time round. She led, dominated and ran time at Kemble the Grange. She may not get it run to suit. She may not get her things her own way today, but she's in such good form. Uh, number seven, Rick on. He probably should have won at his most recent run at Canterbury. He got held up. Uh, his first up win at Gosford was excellent. He's got his fair share of ability, but another one that's drawn poorly and going to need some luck. Well, number nine, Mission Value. This is first up. He's been gelded. He looks like he's come back much better this time round based off his trials. He was pretty good in a recent Randwick trial where they ran fast time, so I gave him a chance from an inside draw and with the claim for the inform apprentice. But 20 on top, 23, 7 and 9. Yeah, he's got the weight of the nation on him in the last day, Anthony Beer Palace. I'm with him as well. As you said, his two runs during winter um, showed he's a horse with promise. He, he won at Newcastle so easily, visually highly impressive. And at Hawkesbury, ran into a series of dead ends in the straight, just put a line through that. His two trials, this prep indicate has come back really well. We spoke with Mark Noonan earlier, Anthony. He, he did say Beer Palace has been a slow learner, hence he's a four-year-old only had the two starts so far but he probably doesn't have the tactical speed to take advantage of gate four but the tempo will suit him I think it'll be steaming home and go your good thing in the last 20 beer palace five Vientiane race fit going well hard to beat three Kahawati as Anthony said very very good at Kemble last start and ran sectionals and six Karate also in good form in the last 20 beer palace on top 25 three and six and uh, Darren makes Beer Palace his best of the day here. 20 on top in the last. A good thing to beat three, five, and six. And so, Sydney Inform, gents, I'm what, uh, Ray, I might let you fire away with your best in value for Boxing Day racing today. Yeah, I think race seven, number 11, Nickelback, the scratchings, race tempo, everything falls into his favour today. He'll be hard to beat. And I thought Pharaoh Magic in race two, number two, will run a race at odds. Mate, good to do it this morning, Ray, and I think we, uh, yeah, this coming Saturday, we'll, uh, we'll do it all over again. Many thanks. Look forward to it, and best luck to our listeners this afternoon. Here's Ray Thomas. Anthony, if you can recap your best in value for the day, please. Okay, just a couple of best bets for me. Race two, horse number nine, Marrell, and race five, number two, Royal Merchant. We'll go with those two, Richard.